Welcome to another edition of Salt and Light Arts Podcast. This is your host, Joanne Hoy, and I'm here today as I had promised to start working with other amazing artists. Today I have in my studio, we'll be bringing on Mr. Craig Carlisle. He has done a lot for me and my particular productions and events. And so now um, I'd like him to come on and share some of his gifts and talents of how he's done some of the amazing things that he's just done for me, but not only for me, but him as a producer. We welcome you, Craig, today. How are you? I'm great. Thank great. you for having me. Oh, I'm excited to have you here. So, Craig, if you would just take a few minutes just to kind of give a little background of what you've done. So, because I could brag about you all day long, but if you could just share with everybody who who you are, what you've been doing. Well, let's see. I'm I've, most notably we've done their feature film, Restored Me. Yes, I think it was back in what was that, fifteen? Yes. And it's been on the market for going on three years and. It's in. Uh, it's been the whole tour. We did a very, very brief stay in the theatrical, and so in the theaters, and then we went immediately to digital. And so we were able to be in the hotel, motel market, and the whole, you know, uh, what do you call it, on-demand market. And now the we're lodged right now in Hulu, and we, we've spent some time at Amazon and Amazon Prime as well. So that's a pretty good film. So it was a, it was a two and a half hour feature. And after that, I've been doing uh, podcasting. I've got two separate shows going right now. The Raise the Men Show, which is probably my longest-running podcast. I'm actually on WKBY 1080 AM out of Chatham, Virginia, as a terrestrial station. And they actually simultaneously uh, stream that. And all my archives for that podcast are on you know, theraisingmen.com. And I have a live podcast right now called The Craig Carlisle Show. And it's new. It's my newest of all the ventures. We've been going since uh, about mid September, I believe, and uh, nice. that's on the Parker J. Cole uh, Entertainment Network. I'm actually one of her, I think, five or seven podcasters that she's got right now, and her numbers are growing in terms of the amount of podcasters she's bringing on every month. It's pretty awesome, and I think that's about it. I do blogging, so those that may follow you on social media, when you share things from lactose intolerance, that's my devotional uh, website that I write from and write under that handle. And, uh, what else do I do with the Raising Men social media? I do, you know, stuff for the family and track our family as well, our five boys and the silly things we do. So I think that pretty much covers the active things I'm doing right now. There's some other stuff we've got in the works that you and I have talked about getting involved with. We can go over those later, but I do live sound. I've done live sound since I was 16 years old. Yeah. Uh, in terms of I've you know, large arenas, I've done small arenas, I've done churches, I've designed studios, owned my own studio and record company. Used to be one of the owners of Mandate Records in San Diego. It's yes. actually started in our parents' home in San Diego, Mira Mesa area. Um, what else? I think that about covers it for That's now. That's about it. About it right now. Yeah. Um, I just have a flashback when I met you. Um, we were I was working on a project. Um, with a young man who was working on a production. I think it was called The Last Five Years. That was quite interesting because I wasn't really sure why they brought the sound person in at the very last minute. And I think that was the first time I met you. And then God being God just kind of transitioned me at some point to a similar church that we worshiped at together. And I was the... (laughs) Creative arts director, and you yeah. were the production director. Yeah. What yeah. was your fancy yeah, it was title? The, um, 
it was the production director, something like that. Something. Something like that. Well, we, we locked horns together yeah. and have been best friends ever since. And yeah. it's been like this wonderful trek of life and creativity and just sharing different things. And so Craig is one of those people where I can share my ideas and he'll say, hey, you know what would be really cool is if you. And then the if you always comes with some amazing, like, oh, yeah, I can do that. You know, so I'm guilty of, of doing that. But I love those moments. And I love those moments where we can share some creativity together. And the productions that we've done, people are all mesmerized, like, how'd you do this? And Craig always says, I'm just doing what she tells me. And I'm like, no, there's the, your part where I can tell you, but I can't do what I need you to do. So I've appreciated those times. So I'm excited. You're on my show today and you're sharing. And so Salt and Light Arts, is the, it's an attempt to reach um, other artists that may be up and coming and may not know that they've been gifted or uh talented or given talents by God and they're just not sure how to use them or even how to even use them within their own church and so I'd like you to uh, let me tell share with everybody how did you know what God called you to do I know you just shared that you started doing sound when you were 16 years old and you owned your own you know sound company how did you first know that that was something that God had called you to do? Well, it's interesting because I'm a preacher's kid. So growing up in the church and being there with my dad, the first one there in a lot of cases, the last one they're locking up, I remember days when, you know, the alarm system was such a way that he would call the alarm company and he had to wait for them to verify all the doors were locked. And I remember still to this moment, I flashed back to hear my dad's clap when and he re-clapped. Really I it was this excitement of, yeah, the doors are locked. We can go home. We had so many seconds then to leave the building. So then it would be really secure. And I only bring that up because those are the days I remember even helping him set mics and making sure the sound was right and getting an appreciation for what what the media did for worship and enhancing it, mm-hmm. not to ever draw back from it, if it, unless it was wrong. And so from those earliest days in San Diego doing sound at Bethel Amy Church or, or listening to it, at that point, not understanding, you know, the frustrations the pastors were having and them not being able to manage the sound because old school churches had their sound systems in the back rooms out of sound. And then having come back to San Diego after, you know, gotten my degree in electrical engineering from Cal State Northridge and trying to worship and back at a place where I was born and raised and try to give back a talent because I had gotten into broadcasting and, and, and live sound and I wanted to, to help a church get to the next level, and we were able to move the the foreign piece of equipment that made all the mics go up and down back to a place in the front to where it can be heard and so the pastor's word can be recorded. And I always, during those times, thought of myself as God's sound man. Because nice. I never had any formalized training. When we were, when I was working with Mandate Records and we were creating it at my parents' home, it was... I always felt the Holy Spirit telling me what to do with different levels at different places and different times and how to, to treat it, you know, making sure it was in the right pocket. I was kind of trained by a gentleman that we had come across at one of the sound stores. He was um, Eric Clapton's sound man, mm. live sound man. So, you know, Leonard Thompson had asked the guy to come over and, you know, kind of train me because that's all we had. And everybody knew I was lacking, but I had an interest in it. 
And so I, I learned it his way. And then Harold Whaley, one of San Diego's greatest, you know, you know, singular musicians and karaoke stars, he taught me, you know, Leonard found him somewhere and he brought him by their house studio. I learned it his way. And so we were making our first album at the time and I remember there was so much second guessing and so much wondering, we wanted to put our best foot forward on our first project. And I made three mixes. They asked me, hey, make them this one track, same track, mix it Eric Clapton's guy's way, make it the Harold Whaley way, and then make it your way. And I remember that day, and I got the three mixes done, spent all night in the studio over a course of a week or two, brought the, the three tracks to our meeting, played all three, blind played them. And everybody unanimously, unanimously picked my mix. They said, we like that mix right there. Who did that one? And it's like, I did. And they were like, wait a minute. How did you make a mix that beat the other two professionals? I said, well, I didn't have to make a mix to beat them. I just had to be able to listen to my artist and understand what she was given. At that time, it was Evangel's first album. Mm -hmm. And I said, I, had, I knew what she wanted. I knew what she sounded like because I did live sound for her. And we wanted her to sound just like that. I knew what the team wanted from her from a producer's perspective. And I knew that I'd take the techniques that I learned for these other two dudes. Because they were producing it their way. And from that point on, I knew that I was able to take what people were showing me or letting me listen to and I could replicate it. I didn't know how to do that initially, but if I had a guidepost, I could get it there. Okay. So from that point on, I always, I've been into it. Um, I remember doing sound at, at some conventions church conventions mm -hmm. and my first experience with God at a convention I know we gotta go to break but it was awesome just to listen to someone prophesy the first time in my life we'll go into that some other time okay well thanks we're gonna take a break in a few minutes I'm enjoying this conversation with Mr. Carlisle and we'll be back in just a few minutes after this commercial thanks see you in a minute This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm back Tuesdays, 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on WKBY 1080 AM and WKBY 1080.net. Tune in and we'll have real talk about real life. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film Restored Me. I lost something I didn't do. What type of God is going to watch a man get up on his feet and then kick him right back down and get drugged through the dirt again? It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother. Talk to him just like you're talking to me. Where have you been, kid? These people take communion from me. I am their God. 
This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yobo, Yancey Arias, and both Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restored Me is available on over 100 digital markets, including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it, rent it, either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. Hey there, we're back, and thanks. This is Joanne Hoy, your Salt and Light Art podcast host. I don't know, I'm so excited today. I have one of my best friends um, in the studio with me today, and so we were just talking about how do you know when you're called to do stuff or that you're called by God to produce some type of arts. And so Craig was sharing, you know, that, you know, just exposure or just being in the church and learning different things. So kind of a different type of submission where you need to submit to what's there and explore and not to be afraid of who's teaching you what because the overall thing is God's going to shape you the way he wants you to be shaped. And so I know for myself, um, my particular calling, I didn't know for years that I was an artist and I would shudder at the thought that, um, someone would call me an artist. And so I've worked at some places like the California Center for the Arts in Escondido, where I actually was the supervisor and director of amazing, as I would call them, amazing artists. And I would always sit there and say, one day, you know, I'm going to be like you. And they would always tell me, no, Joanne, you are. And I would look at them like, I don't know what the heck you guys are seeing, but okay, if that's what you want to call me. Very, very skeptical and not very sure of what, you know, God was doing in my life. And so it's nice to hear that you've had exposure and that you embraced it. You embraced it as a child helping your father. You went away to school, learned different things that would, you know, you probably didn't think as when you came back that would be a help, but watching that transition to come back. So you never know how God's going to use you. And so um, that's good information. So if you are an artist out there and you're not sure what to do, Um, be open to try different things. You're not, God will lead you to what he wants you to do, but you yourself have to be fearless and brave enough and somewhat just open to just go down a road where it just does may not look like what the heck am I doing? And you'll be surprised how God will meet you there. Okay, Craig. Um, my next question is to you is, Uh, What would you share with others about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ via the arts? Well, you know, from a production standpoint, for years, I never imagined that being an art form. Okay. Because growing up in in the black church, we were not allowed to be expressive on the consoles. You were basically monitor the noise, keep it up, keep it down, keep the feedback scroll down, and stay out of the way. Let the singer be able to... You know, that's what we were instructed to do. <laughs> and the artistic licensing was always left to the singers. You know, the praise and worship mm. dancers and the, and the pastors to a degree. They weren't thought of being artsy either, but that was where that was. But later on, after I got more exposure in a larger church arena, crossing over into the multicultural, multi-ethnic churches, where they were actually considering 
the production teams being artisans. And I was like, what are you talking about? We're not, there's nothing artsy about us. You know, even having, having come and owned a studio before and mixed and mastered, you know, spent time in, you know, Studio West with the mastering people, I never thought it was what I did was art. I just wanted to make it sound the way it needed to. And we used to be in studio a lot with various, you know, various artists. And I'm, I'm not going to call them out because every artist has got their thing of, oh my gosh, it's my engineer from back in the day. They're going to say something about me. Well, they know who I'm talking about when I talk about them. Cause I, and they know if you've been in studio with me recording a gospel track, Christian tracks, I used to tell them all the time, I don't have an anointing effect in my rack of effects. Studio West of Mastering's House doesn't have an, an anointing effect anywhere. So if you're not bringing the anointing with you, if you're not carrying that with you, I'm sorry. I can't help you. It's just singing. So at least sing pretty or sing pretty, whatever you need to, and we'll keep it moving. But when you start realizing, or I start realizing that what we did added value. I was actually, one day at Centerpoint Church, as a matter of fact, when I first started there about four years ago and was doing sound on the console one day and Pastor John he come back to me he says you know what what you just did in terms of bringing the house up during a high moment and then bringing it back to make room for worship and the, the, the word at that moment that was going forth to come that was some masterful artistry there that was some worship on the console because what you're going to find you know, and we've all been in, in big church the big church philosophy and movement now is going to a hired kind of philosophy on the mixing console. We, everybody wants to sound like Bethel. Everybody wants to sound like Elevation. Everybody wants to sound like Hillsong. Everybody wants to sound like who's on top, who's setting the, the path. But with so many of the guys are forgetting, it's not about the number. It's not about mm. the effect. It's not about the, the, the amount of delay I use or what I'm using in some fancy, fancy way to do it. It's about, am I actually allowing the Spirit of God to go forward in the way that's respectful and complimentary to and doesn't draw attention to what we're doing? If the word is going forth and we need to settle it down and be quiet to let the spoken rhema word go through, then we need to bring it back. We need to stop getting, oh my God, that sounds so great. No, no, what's the Spirit doing? Watch the spirit in the room. What's, where's the Holy Spirit moving? Right. If the if the room is quiet and the people aren't aren't really connecting with this thing, and the the worship team is, is they're pushing and they're pushing and pumping and priming, then maybe we need to turn it up a bit so people can kind of hear that kick and snare and to kind of get that drive going. We need to seek where the Lord is going. And so, from an artistry's perspective, I started to get it. And it's right now when I'm working with. With Brian and the rest of the team at Centerpoint, I, I spend more time right now focused on the camera operators. I remind them, you're not just getting me a shot that I can use to edit and put it on the live stream. But you need to see where the Spirit of God is moving. If you see worship, we're supposed to show at that point what worship looks like through the eye of a camera. So if I'm on TV or I'm on the remote watching the playback, I should be able to experience the same level of worship from my computer or my TV that I did sitting in the worship center in my seat. Okay. Thanks. That's really good. And I think that, um, that's the information that I think there's not really a book that shares that. There's not really like a, 
uh, you'd have to almost come to center point so that you could learn that information and see what that art looks like. And you're right. People don't think that the sound is an artist or any type of artwork at all. I do. And I do because of the different things that I've produced and seen, the sound effects, and that plays a big part into how people you know, God says hearing, you know, hearing by the word of God, you will get to know him and believe on him. Well, if we're only using just one channel of our senses via the visual and we're not sensitive to the voice of God, even in an audio situation, we will lose who we're, what we're talking about. So that was a good word. I appreciate you sharing that. Well, um, we're about to take another break right now and I... I'm excited where this conversation is going, and I hope you are too. Um, Craig has a lot of experience, and I love it. And so um, we thank you for being on the station right now. And um, we just have one more commercial to hear, and we'll be back with you in just a few minutes. Hold on. This is Craig, the host of The Craig Carlisle Show, where Christian topics and discussions take on a life of their own. Join the live discussion every Saturday afternoon, 1230 Pacific, 330 Eastern. For show details, follow me on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Craig Carlisle Show. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film, Restored Me. Something I didn't do. What type of God is gonna watch a man get up on his feet and then kick him right back down and get drugged through the dirt again? It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother. Talk to him just like you're talking to me. Where have you been, kid? These people take communion from me. I am their God. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yobo, Yancey Arias, and both Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restored Me is available on over 100 digital markets including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it. Rent it. Either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. Hey there, and we're back. This is your host, Joanne Hoy, and we're in the studio today with Craig Carlisle, my master sound person that I take with me everywhere I can go, because I even have him talk to people um, in other uh, uh, arenas. Uh, last year, I was at the Kumba Fest, and I did a production called Organics, The Making of a Woman, A Poetic Experience. And um, there were sound guys there, and I looked at them, and I'm like, uh-uh, no, I need Craig to come talk to them because um, I don't want them second-guessing what I'm doing because the sound is so important. So uh, he's my person. He's my go-to person, and I love it. So, Craig, you've done some other pieces, and one of the things that i really like you to spend just a little bit of time on, actually two things, so you can kind of keep them a feather in your hat, cap of which way you, which one you want to answer first. But I know you're producing and have produced other uh, recent productions. And of course, my favorite, where I was actually 
in the movie was Restored Me. So I'm going <laughs> to let you pick which one you want to start with. But um, would you share with everyone um, your experiences and basically where, how God got you to become a part of Restored Me? Well, let's do, let's do the short one first. Let's okay. do the Sheltie's Comedy Showcase. Okay. Sheltie Fun. So we'll do that and we'll finish with we'll your fin- favorite Okay, one. sounds good. So Sheltie is a is a one of the writers, oddly enough, in Restored Me. It's one of the four writers. Right. And she's been a comedian for over a decade. And she had a thought to do, on her birthday this year, the 22nd, or last year, sorry, the 22nd of December, she wanted to have her first DVD recording, Comedy Showcase. So... She asked me like this time last year, hey, I need you to, to you know, produce the show. I need you to be, you know, on point to do the tech for me. So, you know, for those who don't know, she lives in the Bay Area up in Oakland. We're down in SoCal, down near San Diego, between San Diego and Riverside. For those who know, my family, we actually, my four boys, four youngest boys and myself, we drove wow. to Oakland. Wow. The night before, the Road Friday trip. before the show. We left here like it. Two thirty. We pulled up at eleven forty-five. That's some serious driving. It was nasty traffic. Some of the worst traffic I'd ever been in. That production led us with. Um, so I, I coordinated, facilitated just the same thing I did with you. We had Kuma Fest at the Lyceum Theater. Yes, in San Diego. We did the Empress Theater. Wow. Uh, it was about three hundred and fifty seats thereabout. She was uh, sixty seats short of sold out when she mm-hmm. showed up at. Uh, two hours, three hours before a call. Uh, we believe the night ended up being sold out anyway. She was 60 seats short. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't get them now, you're done. She, um, we had a live, two live, no, one live band. We did uh, Anika Evans. Uh, oh, she's nice. actually a, a Dove, and, uh, Dove Award winner. And beautiful band. Just four piece uh, band. Herself, three background singers. We did the whole coordination with the house, light setup, sound checked with them. Then there was uh, two or three other you know, solo artist that we had that night. And it was just a beautiful thing. To be, and the coolest thing, my kids knew that we were coming up north to do production for a Sheltie. It wasn't for fun. My youngest, he actually did the screen. Wow. It was an electric, you know, push button on cues that we talked about that they read off of their phones because I text on the run sheet. Uh, my, my, Ryan is my 14-year-old. He did the drape. And it was a manual drape, old school. Empress is an old theater. He did a pull that went up on himself. My 15-year-old, he did the merch table. Wow. You know, transacted cash and credit cards, made sure people got their size of so their shirts taken care of. And my 12-year-old, he actually ran stage for us. So he brought the mic to and from center stage to off stage when it needed to be on point. Which is interesting enough, a lot of the same stuff we they do at center point every weekend. So... None of those boys were afraid of the moment. They just needed to know where we need to be at. So we did that. It was, a, it was a wonderful night. Nice, nice. So and so, so, so Shelty's DVD should be out in the next two to four months. Great. Uh, Restored Me. I got involved when it restored me shortly after my late wife passed. And Alan Chua, my business partner, he asked me, hey, you know what? Do you have anybody that would be involved or interested in, you know, funding a feature film and I was like I, I had another person in mind if we took him to that person and he wasn't interested no big deal even though I really thought this was right in their wheelhouse but they didn't want to do it no problem but I really began to feel it was something I should have done so I took a large portion of 
you know, my late wife's life insurance. And I got in from the standpoint of an executive producer and brought that film to Greenlight. And it was awesome. Yeah, we did. We had, you know, actors like William Lee, Bo Casper Smart, um, Bill Duke. And one of great comedian that's really, really doing well right now is uh, Gary Owen. Yes. He was, uh, he played one of the comedic uh, theater workers. And we had a variety of other artists that were in various stages of of their career. In fact, those right now, when you listen to this, if you're you're watching um, Black Lightning, Black Lightning right now has Nafisa Williams as the daughter of Black Lightning. She was our leading lady in our film. William Lee right now, if you're watching uh, The Good Doctor, he is actually the newest uh, doctor that's on The Good Doctor right now. Bo Casper Smart, he has a reoccurring role in a couple of police dramas right now. Who else? I can, well, of course, Bill Duke's always doing some work. Um, Giovanni Watson, who was the leading man, he's always doing a lot of funny comedy skits. In fact, you know, he's leading in a, starring in a film right now that was a, his second, another product as a follow-up to Restored Me, which was Canal Street. I do believe Canal Street is in the Indie Film Festival mode oh, nice. right now with the same director we had, which is uh, okay, I'm drawing a blank on his name. It's all right. You know, think figure all the time and effort we spent living together. No, basically. Houses, you know, oh wow, yeah. Ryan Shaw, right. Ryan Lamar, he is, he directed that film right after ours. Beyond that, I mean, you remember being those days, the first day on set, we were there at the basketball Court, gym, yeah, and being up in the crowd and. Watching that take place and take life, it was pretty bananas to really watch that and be on set for probably two-thirds of the shooting. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Uh, I remember that day quite well, just the drive up there. But more importantly, the the word that the movie actually represented, a story of a young man who was falsely accused of something and just making his way back to his family and his neighborhood and, and eventually back to Christ himself. And so, um, just to see this seems like a real life story and the situation that we find or hear about different young men or people across the country finding themselves in being falsely accused of living a, a life in prison for something they never did. But the ultimate goal is realizing that Christ put you in that situation for a greater good later on. And so artists being, be encouraged. So um, Craig has given us a great example of just helping his dad out and being in church, hanging out, trying to, you know, do the, do different things there, going to school, coming back to the community to share what we have. And then years later, you couldn't have told him at a 16 year old that he was going to be an executive producer um, for a major motion picture, which is doing well on Netflix and Hulu um, and even on Amazon now prime. So be encouraged that the point is that the road that you take is ordered by God and he will put you in certain situations um, where you will find yourself um, being exposed to different things. And so he's kind of like that. And that's the part I think I enjoy myself because um, I've known as a choreographer and a playwright and um, that's not what I ever thought I was going to do. I've always loved the theater Um, and I grew to love dance when I was in college, 
yet you would have never told me I would be in a playwright or I would have been producing things or, or even doing different events out in the community um, to encourage the arts to be used at church and now even doing a podcast. You would have never told me that I would be doing this, but God will use you. And so just be open to the adventures that he uh, will have for you. So, um, Craig, it's been really great. Anything you'd like to like share for with uh, anyone who is thinking they're gonna uh, maybe open themselves up to uh, salt and, to salt and light arts to the arts in. Uh... You know, the one the one thing I would really t- encourage them to do is never be afraid. Don't think that you can't do something because you've never done it before. I never would have imagined being anywhere a part of production of, on any level, any time, any place. But I was, and I am, and I was excited about doing it. I've always wanted to be there, but I'm glad I'm there. You right. know, Had I not done it, we wouldn't be here today talking about this. Had I not gotten involved in writing blogs and starting podcasts, we wouldn't have had Restored Me, wouldn't have had the, the Raising Men show, wouldn't have had the Craig Carlisle show. Who knows, we may not be sitting here doing this show because our paths may not have crossed because I said no. Correct. Be, be, just be open to what the Lord has for you. Right. I appreciate that. And so um, we're running out of time. And uh, um, again, I just want to thank Craig for coming on the show today and sharing his information. And if you've been blessed uh, by this That's great. Um, You can give me some more suggestions and ideas um, on my website, saltandlightarts.com. And um, I'm happy to help you as I am a worship arts coach. Um, I thank you for today. It's been great. Thanks, Craig, for coming on. Um, Hopefully we'll get you back on again. Until that time, peace.